0: Saturday, April 15th, you can smell the intensity in the air. This is the Dudes of Davey, your co-hosts, Stephen Miller and Lonnie Greenberg. Our special guest, Nephew Brennan. Hello, Nephew.
1: Hello. It's, it's nephew gonna, and son. It's going to be a great day today, and I already feel the intensity in the air.
0: Do you understand that the NBA playoffs kick off this afternoon and the NHL playoffs kick off on Monday baseball is in full swing if you know what i mean and there's a lot of other things coming down the pipeline lon how are you feeling about this time of year
2: i love this time of year absolutely love it and you know what i am so excited for the nba playoffs because i think it's going to be bananas we have all the seatings set now we went through all the playing games the miami heat slipped in somehow uh they look like a wounded animal but but we're here um I think they're going to get knocked off pretty quickly by Milwaukee, but whatever. But the Timberwolves, they're in, in the eighth seed now. All right. So, we, look, we had some – I love the play-in format. I think it's agree, genius. Agree, agree. Um, it's a great, like, three days to, like, get you warmed up for the playoffs. And these teams all deserve to be here now.
0: I mean, every game in the play-in, you know, had some element of intensity. A couple blowouts, but mostly there were some really, like, closely contested games. Uh, I love the fact that Max Strauss saved his best for last, literally last, Mm -hmm. you know, like the fourth quarter Mm -hmm. as he was pouring in, I think, 29 or 31 points. Uh, Playoff Jimmy was playoff Jimmy, as usual. He really does know how to bring it at a certain time. And uh, we are kicking off today. So why don't we dive right into the Eastern Conference and let's talk about some of the matchups. You know, Brennan, this is your first foray into a full podcast podcast. This is your first NBA playoffs when I think you know more now than you ever have. Uh, what are some of your uh, thoughts and takes on the uh, on the playoffs?
1: The playoffs are crazy. The underdogs can beat them by 30 points, or the team that's supposed to win can beat them by 30 points, too. So it's just back and forth, and you never know what can happen.
0: So before we jump into some of the matchups and the key players and some awards that are obviously being discussed, too, that we'll, we'll reference... What is your prediction at the top of this podcast of who is going to be in the NBA Finals and who wins it?
1: It's going to be the Golden State Warriors versus the Milwaukee Bucks. And I think the Milwaukee Bucks are going to win by four points. And I think it's going to be a back-and-forth battle. But Curry has a lot of points, and it's supposed to go how it's supposed to go. But everything, I just think Giannis wins it at the end.
0: So, do you think the Bucks Warriors go seven games, or is it a six game series? What do you think? The Bucks have home court.
1: I think it's going to be
2: seven game series. Seven
0: game series. Wow. How about you, Lon? What do you think? What do I think, man? I, I mean, think, I, well, we, I mean, we know what you had said before the season.
2: I mean, look, I I think the Bucks are going to be there. I think they're they're a great team. They're well balanced. I think they're better than they were in the past, um, especially healthy. Obviously, I, I always say that. And the Warriors too, healthy. It's like well, you can't you can't foresee any injuries that are going to happen, or for any reason anyone is going to be out. So we'll just assume that those two teams. I agree. I think that would be a really tight series. Uh, but there's, I like Brennan's point. I think that he made a very good point, which is the underdogs. I think almost all the underdogs. I don't know if they have a chance to win all of them the series, but they all have a chance to win one or two games big, right? Like, I think the Heat have enough, if they play the right way, to beat the Bucks once or twice and make it somewhat of a series. But I think, you know, and also Minnesota now. I think Minnesota can give Denver a little bit of trouble, too. I just see, you know, a lot of parity, as I said before. The parity is there, and I think we're going to see some very interesting stuff go on.
0: So, I believe it's going to be the Bucs as well. I'm uh, not, not looking to be the guy that's just following the herd here, but I think the Bucks are the most balanced team. I do think they're the best team in the East. I think they'll be playing the Denver Nuggets. I think this is the season that the two-time defending MVP is going to take his team to the finals. But that being said, and when we get into the Western Conference, it's, it's going to be a dogfight. I mean, these series, I mean, I even think the first round, Kings-Warriors, What are are these games going to be? One forty to one thirty. Suns Clippers. I mean, the Clippers can't wait to try and play the the role of spoiler, and they have just enough talent on that roster to give the Suns a hard time, assuming they're all clicking. But Paul, but Paul George will not be playing in the first round, correct?
2: Paul George, I don't know actually. I
0: I think he's definitely out for game one, right? You know, so
2: if he's not playing, they they're not winning, right? It's it's really that simple. And then the, the look the two seven matchup too is is pretty compelling as well. Like I, I would not be surprised outside of Sacramento. I don't think Sa- I, I don't ah. think Sacramento really has a chance. I wouldn't be surprised if the other three gave it a full series. I think two out of the four series the underdog will win in the Western Conference in the first round. All right, so let's that, start. That's my prediction. So why
0: don't we start in the West then? Right. So Brennan, you yeah. know all the matchups pretty well. Uh, Give us your winners, or give us give us some surprises. What do you think?
1: I think the Sacramento Kings. They're probably they're probably gonna lose against the Warriors, but the, if I was Sacramento, I'd be like, we have to play a team that has Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and Draymond Green, and I can't. And if I was Sacramento, I'd just be like. Why? Like, why do we have to play the, one of the best teams in the league?
0: Well, listen, I mean, it's a funny point you're making, which is that, you know, the Kings haven't made the playoffs in almost 20 years. So the fact that the, their, their draw is the, you know, three-time defending, no, four-time defending Warriors over the course of the last six, seven years, uh, two, like, potentially three Hall of Fame players on the roster. Uh, I think the big question about the Warriors is going to be, what are they going to get from Andrew Wiggins, who's been out for the last six weeks, and when, you know when is Gary Payton Jr. gonna be Gary Payton Jr. from last year?
2: I don't think Sacramento has a chance. I'm sorry, I just yeah, I, I really don't. And the other reason I don't is because none of them have any real experience in the playoffs, too. Very, so little, very it, little. Even with similarish talent at this stage, which I, I still think the Warriors have more talent, um, the experience is it's not even close.
0: Brendan, do the Kings win one game one game against the Warriors?
1: I think it'll be a 4-0 series. You think
0: it's a 4-0 sweep?
2: I think Sacramento gets maybe a game. I don't think more than a game.
0: I I say I I believe it's Warriors in five.
2: Okay. All right.
1: When Andrew Wiggins joined the Golden State Warriors, he fit in so much better than he did on the Timberwolves because on the Timberwolves, he would just be so sloppy. like He just throwed out of bounds with not even doing anything and... But now he really fits in the team, passing to Curry, having a great three-pointer, and you have a great teammate, and I just think he fits way better with Andrew Wiggins on Golden State Warriors.
2: But but what you're talking about is a very interesting point, Mm -hmm. which is chemistry. And culture. Chemistry, culture. Those things, look, talent is, look, clearly you have to have the talent to play in the NBA. There are talents that supersede other, other talents in the NBA, especially at that level, but the margin of error between players, they're all you know, superstar players in the global sense. It comes down to how well you know each other because one little miss on a defensive play, one little pass, that makes all the difference in these games, right? So I think you're, what you're saying is spot on. Andrew Wiggins is in a good place now, and you're seeing what he can do that's the key.
0: So, I think it's going to be very interesting. Let's see how Wiggins does after being on a hiatus for 6-7 weeks. Is he, you know, what type of rust will he show? Will that how much of an impact will that have? And were the Warriors playing possum all season long? What does that mean? That means were they just sort of like mailing it in to a degree? Winning the games that they had to win, and they can turn it on and really like just show their championship medal for the next, you know, 16 games for 16 victories. I think we're going to see, but I think we all agree that it's going to be, you know, Warriors in four or five. So let's move on to Memphis Lakers, the two seven Lon. This is a lot, lot of characters on the court at once here. What do you think? I think the Lakers win the series. Ooh, that is a hot take. I think they win the series. I see some smoke coming out of his mic. That's a little hot. Yep,
2: I think I think they do. In how many games? Not,
0: I think they win in six. Ooh, so they're going to clinch at home. Yes. Okay, Brennan?
1: I got a question for everybody out there. Is John Morant still playing? Because if he was playing... The whole series would change, but if he's on the bench, it would just be an easy win for the Lakers.
0: So John Morant is playing. The two players that aren't playing, though, just so we're clear for Memphis, are, I believe it's Brandon Clark. Mm -hmm. And who's the other one? Oh, uh, that's uh, Steven Adams. So those two players will not be making any appearances for the Grizzlies.
1: Avisa Desmond
0: Bain, Bain,
1: I I wouldn't even pick. Close to the Memphis. I hear you, but I think it's Memphis wins because AD in the playoffs he gets hurt all the time. Like he's so healthy, oh he's doing great. <laughs> then he's just gonna fall on purpose and probably probably just gonna get hurt.
2: That's a good point, Brian. L- listen, you know I'm, what? There's some truth there.
0: Yeah. I'm going to say something that I wish I didn't feel, which is I think the Lakers do win this series in seven. Okay. But the caveat is, if AD and LeBron are not 100% for every one of these games, like, I don't want to hear about the fact that AD's missing game four, LeBron's missing game six. So both those guys have to stay 100% healthy. I do think the Lakers pull out this series in seven, but that's when I think the uh, the run ends. I think they're going to have a problem in the second round.
1: Even losing one game, or rather getting hurt, I'd rather throw it out of bounds on purpose than getting hurt because you wouldn't want... So let's say it's game one. You are about to twist your ankle. You throw it out of bounds. Don't hurt your ankle. But if you didn't throw it out of bounds, you would have been out for game two, game three. So I'd rather just throw it out on purpose, and you lose game one, and then you can catch back up on that game than rather getting hurt.
0: Should we talk about the villain there's some villains in this series, and there's one specific one that's going to... Oh, Dylan Brooks? Yeah, I think Dylan Brooks is going to do his best to cause some problems.
2: Yeah, and you know what LeBron's going to say? Yeah, I've met 50 Dylan Brooks, so I'm, I'm good. You're, <laughs> not, you're not getting in my head, you know why? Because I'm the second greatest player to ever live, and uh, I can still play 20 years in, and I've heard it all and seen it all on the floor. So that, that's why I think it's going to have literally no impact on him, uh, and also why I think uh, the Lakers are going to prevail in this series. I think LeBron realizes this might be his last shot, but his last legitimate shot. I think you're going to see him, you know, guns blazing in this one.
0: Well, I think, I think that, you know, to your point about LeBron's, you know, last shot, if you will, there's, you know, the last shot where you, you, you're a member of a team, like an a pivotal member, then you're ring chasing. And there, there is some thought that after this season, if they don't win it this year, he's likely going to move into that ring chasing phase where he's no longer the primary guy. He's really more the supporting cast.
2: Right. He knows five and six how yeah. key they are for his legs it doesn't matter, but that's the thing is it doesn't matter he's not passing Jordan in people's minds most people's minds so he's already number two all time like it is what it is like
0: listen I, I, I
2: think he's starting to become more at peace with that I think you're
0: I think you're out of your mind. No yeah no I don't think he's at peace at all I think at the, I think every moment that he could put the crown on his head and every time he does that, I want to take the TV and throw it out the window okay. but it's cool. what I really like about LeBron is how humble he <laughs> is what really makes me love LeBron. Yeah. Is the fact that we've covered this. Yeah, yeah, no, but let's let's add <laughs> let's add a little bit more here. So Jordan, you know, never walked around telling the world that he was the greatest player ever. LeBron apparently feels like he has to, but that's cool. No problem. So yeah, we'll give the Lakers the are you, are you in agreement? So you Memphis or, or Lakers for the for the series?
1: I think it's gonna be Memphis.
0: Yeah, go against us. Love it. Kay. Love it. I hope you're right. I really do hope you're this right. This is being
2: documented.
0: It is. For, this is for all the world to hear.
1: I think John Moran does get in LeBron James Hats.
0: Ooh. Mm. Wow. At 80. wow. Well, you know, obviously we also didn't mention that the center for the Grizzlies is potentially the defensive player of the year this year. Yeah. So you know, is it was a Jared Jackson, right? Jared Jackson So, so
2: look, I mean he can he can cause a little bit of problems ass- for-
0: assuming he doesn't pick up four fouls in the first half.
2: Right. Well that there's that too. Right. I, I still they have more experience, Memphis, in the playoffs, so I'm not gonna say they're inexperienced <laughs> and too young. But there, I don't know. I just feel like there's too many head Casey kind of guys on that team mm-hmm. that, that will do stupid things at stupid times. And LeBron and AD have been there now. AD a little less, obviously, but LeBron he he's going to be locked in now. He, he's he's not he's not screwing around right now.
0: I, I agree. I agree. So should we move on to the 4-5, the Suns Clippers. Ooh. Lot of Hall of Famers by the way. Maybe the most Hall of Famers on the court at once for any series.
2: Yeah, I think the I think the Suns wipe them up. You know, KD's <laughs> literally unstoppable when he's when he's on. Um Devin Booker's incredible and Chris Paul, he is he's definitely slowed down, but he can run that offense really well. And you know, they're I just think that they have pieces. I mean, look, they lost some key pieces that um, are playing really well for Brooklyn right now. But those three plus, you know, just some of the role players, are, they're, it's too much.
0: Okay. So, Suns in four, Suns in five? I think Suns in five. Okay. Brennan?
1: Suns in four.
0: Ooh. Ooh.
2: Ooh.
1: I was so excited for the Suns versus the Golden State Warriors, but it just turned into a blur. And now this is just, it feels like a playing game. Because it's, it's such an easy game.
0: Wow. So you, so you, think, you, think, you don't think the Suns are going to have any issues with the Clippers? No issues. Okay. Well, I totally disagree with both of you. Uh, I think the Clippers are... They have enough veterans. They have some really interesting pieces on that bench. And I think if a few things fall their way, right, I feel like this is a Suns and six, but it's, a, it's not an easy one. Mm. And I think Chris Paul feels, feels this series... So, and hopefully he stays healthy. I know that they've been really careful with him all season. Different guys have taken different games off. I also think we have to remember, you know, Durant still is coming off of that injury, the second injury. And, uh, you know, he he came back, then he got hurt, then he came back again. So, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm definitely not rooting for the Suns if anybody's asking, just so we're clear.
2: Yeah, and... I'm not even looking to round 2, but if it's Suns Nuggets, the Nuggets are going to be like, "Oh my goodness." <laughs> like this, they're going to be really gonna really be, upset. They're going to be in trouble. Yeah, they're going to be upset cuz I think
0: trouble. that's a that's a tough. That's a, that's actually a bad matchup for them. Yeah, I
2: think that that's why I think the West is going to be so fascinating. I think the East will have a couple surprises, but the West with the games we're talking about right now are just I really think anything anything can happen in any of these series.
1: As you said, if Paul George doesn't play, it's going to be such an easy game, but if he plays, the chemistry on that team changes so much because he has the potential to lead the team to beat the Phoenix Suns.
0: Well, I mean, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard have played so little together, which is, like, unbelievable if you think about the... I mean, what did they sign together three years ago?
2: Yeah, so I, I looked the other day. I didn't see how many games they played together, but I know Kawhi Leonard has played, like, 100 and... 60 out of the 240 games wow. in the last three years. So he's, he's literally missed an entire season. Yeah. And, um, and and then, you know, the overlap between them. I'd be surprised if they played 100 games together.
0: I mean, that's incredible. So there's no, you know what it is? There's no continuity. In, and I, I it's a shame, though. I would have loved to have seen a healthy Paul George and Kawhi Leonard go up against Booker, Durant, and Paul. And if we're going to add, if we're going to talk about Chris Paul, I guess we have to at least mention that Russell Westbrook... Russell Westbrook goes from the Lakers, banished, demoralized, hated, right? To the Clippers and say what you will, has played very well, has put up strong numbers, helped the team more than to hurt the team. And if you ask all these people on the Clippers who they have real players, right? This is a real team, real franchise. They seem to really enjoy his addition.
2: Yeah. You know who else is going to enjoy his addition? <laughs> The other team in the last two minutes of (laughs) every fucking game going forward because he his decision making is brutal is atrocious. It's brutal. And it will come out in full force. And I'm I'm actually excited for that. So
1: we're never gonna see a healthy Paul George, a healthy Kawhi Leonard, and a healthy unhealthy whole Suns team in our entire lives. Like someone on the Suns or on the The Clippers. The Clippers will always be hurt. Those are like one of the two teams that will probably get hurt every single game.
0: Well, I, they have a good track record of it, they, for sure. You are definitely, you know, barking up the right tree there. It could and beat
1: the world record for most injuries. It's
0: true. It's, it's true. true. So the last matchup, which I think is actually weirdly, could be weirdly competitive, and I think is Denver, Minnesota. And look, we've seen what Minnesota could do this year. They have a very interesting team. We could talk about the you know, maybe the lack of chemistry or some of the issues that they had, right? And that we saw in the play-in game and Rudy Gobert, who seems to be the last guy you would want to add onto the team. But I think that they have enough talent and size that they're probably going to give Denver a little bit of a run for their money. I don't think this is a, I don't think this is a doormat series.
2: You're, you're, you might fall off your chair based on what I say, but well, not the first part, but the part I'm about to say is, look, Carl Anthony Towns, is he could be the most talented terrible player I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, uh, I mean it's really unbelievable. Yeah. His talent level is ridiculous. However, he's starting to play a little bit better. He's starting to be a little more reliable. Gobert, he he is very helpful on the defensive end, and will be helpful against Jokic to a degree. The only issue is you know Jokic can go anywhere. I actually think. I would not be surprised if if Minnesota wins this series, but I do think Denver wins in six or seven.
1: You guys haven't brought this player up, and I think he potentially could be rookie in the year someday, but not today, is Anthony Edwards. He is a monster. If you see his highlights, it's, it's actually insane. Like the backwards dunks, all the shots—he has the potential to be rookie of the year.
0: Well, I think he might have been rookie of the year. I think he was rookie. Yeah, because this is his third year. I think this is his second or third year so already. He has been it? A- yeah, 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 yeah. So, it, but by the way, he's like really young though. He's I know like, he's very
1: young, but he, when he gets older, he will be known as a great basketball.
0: Player. Well, I, I think he's exhibiting all the traits right now. I think he's twenty-one years old, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. That's and, young, and I think that. Now that he's, you know, he's never been in this position. He's never been on the main stage. The team is his. D'Angelo Russell is gone. Say what you will about D'Angelo Russell. Never been a fan, never going to be a fan. He actually might be the reason, depending on how things shake out, why the Lakers stumble, depending on how they use him. Because if they play him too many minutes, that guy can show you flashes for a couple games, even a couple weeks. But if he starts to stumble the way he has in the past... That team is going to be in big trouble if they stay with him. I, I think he, the Lakers got to keep D'Angelo Russell on a short leash. But back to Minnesota, Denver, I think, I believe that this series is going to be a little bit closer than people do think. Uh, I do think Denver pulls it out in five or six. I don't think it's going to go. I don't think it'll go seven. Uh, but I think the Timberwolves have a great foundation, except for the fact that they have no draft picks.
2: I, I'm going to throw this out there. I, I, w- I was I, I pussyfooted around this a little bit. I think I think Minnesota wins this series. I really do. Okay. I, I mean I ha, I have that feeling in my gut, it just feels a little stupid. And I think Minnesota has shown, you know, how they can disappoint in epic fashion. I actually when you look at their roster and, and you obviously saw how they played last night, it's one game. They have a lot of pieces. They that do can, that can really do some stuff. They do. And and maybe the punch may have uh, brought them together and fired them up a little bit. I, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a very interesting thing, what we might see here.
0: I think the basketball IQ of Jamal Murray and Jokic is actually going to be one of the deciding factors of the series. I think Towns' basketball IQ is a uh, less than what it should be. And I think the entire team's experience and lack of, you know, playoff basketball will ultimately, you know, Probably really be their Achilles heel in Game Six or Game Seven, but I think that the I do think that Denver gets past them, but I do not think it's a cakewalk.
1: Denver versus the Timberwolves, there are four players that stand out on the teams. Mm-hmm. The two players that match on the Timberwolves are Anthony Edwards. I think he goes a little bit over almost all the players, and Carl Anthony Towns. But on the on the Nuggets Nuggets. Jamal Murray, he played against the Knicks. I was there, I think he had like 39 points. And Jokic, those are the two players that I'm mostly going to be looking at in the games. Just their chemistry. Like, I watch them play, the way they pass, the way they interact with each other. It's just awesome how they play together.
2: You you know who could be a very interesting factor in this series is Mike Conley. Yeah. I, I like Mike Conley a lot. He he's a great shooter. He's a great facilitator, but he has a great basketball IQ. He will have the ball in his hands, probably most more than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And while I think Jamal Murray has that edge, clearly, I think I think Mike Conley can hold his own to a degree there. And while we may not like Rudy Gobert for a lot of reasons, defensively, he's going to make a difference. I mean, I'm telling you, he's he's there's. He's the three-time defending uh, defensive
0: player of the That's year correct. F- for a reason. That's correct. Could you imagine if the Lakers had asked for Conley instead of Russell? I mean, if definitely. Conley was on the Lakers right now, I think I actually think they'd be favorites to advance to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's he's really underrated. He's first of all, he found his shot back. I think he's close to 39% from 3. But his leadership and his decision making are just. By the way, they're exactly what a LeBron and AD and, and River, you know, Rivers would have wanted. So it's too bad that they didn't make that move. But you know, they got who they got. But I agree. I think, and I, I do love what you said, Brennan, Which is sometimes when you're watching these games, you just you just got to watch a couple players. You could spend the entire game just watching how a couple players are interacting with one another. And you could see, you know, are they on the same page? Do they Are they reading the same things that, you know, are they reading the defenses the way that they should be? So I do like that point about watching a couple key players.
1: You wouldn't just watch the entire team because it wouldn't make sense. So you pass the ball. Okay, he has it. Now what am I going to do? Okay, pick. So you can't just do that. You watch the player, how he moves without the ball, how he does that, for, how he does like a um, um, sign for a pick, and now how they talk. When they have the ball, it's just awesome because you watch those two or three players they interact the same way to each other, or sometimes different, so they don't understand the defense. But that's why I think that's why I think just watching three or two players is great.
0: All right, so we've co- I think we've covered the West. I think the West sounds like we've got some upsets.
2: West sounds like the Wild Wild West. It does sound like the Wild. That's West. what it will be.
1: I want to go back to the East for a second to the Heat. Max Struce in the playoffs in the playoffs is amazing. Like you see his threes, he's like almost on the halfway line.
0: You know it's amazing for all seven of his fans out here that are listening to this podcast, they're really appreciative of that shout-out.
1: I know, but I I watched I watched him play last night. I saw him make a couple three-pointers. So far, like if I even had a cannonball, bolt, I wouldn't even make it that far. So just his arm and the way he shoots, it's incredible because I watch his form, and I love seeing him
0: play. I will tell you that Jimmy had to be Jimmy last night, and everybody was expecting that, but Max is why they won the game because in the fourth quarter, I think the Bulls had a five-point lead mm-hmm. with about five minutes left. They're
1: winning the whole game.
0: And, well, the Heat were winning all the first half, and then the Bulls came back in the second half, but you felt the momentum totally shift to Chicago. And I just did, I think that Max, Max, Max Schroes Max really is the reason that the Heat took that game on. And now the Heat have the, the winning lottery ticket to go to Milwaukee to face Giannis.
1: I don't think it's going to be a long series.
0: No, I don't think so either.
2: I, th- I think it's five, maybe six. S- oh,
0: I think like four. Two. Two wins? Two? All right. I think there's a chance at two. I think there's zero chance that two. Wins. Okay. Ron,
1: I know you live here, but you gotta give some respect.
0: <laughs> no, no, you, you just, forgot. He roots for two teams. He roots right. for the Sixers and the Heat. It's okay. Yeah, I do. That's he fine. roots for two teams. Yeah.
1: Sorry for your loss.
0: I, I, I know. I know. <laughs> no, but uh, it ain't I, over yet, buddy. That's right. That there's. By the way, there's the saying. That, that's why they play the games.
2: I, when they win two games, I'm gonna rub it in your face. Ooh. All right.
1: No, not one player can win a game. I don't think you understand. You <laughs> <laughs> he can't just. You can't eat it from half court and you just throw it in the basket. Like, you have to have players to pass to that can actually
0: shoot. Listen, I will say one thing in, in the Heat's defense, as much as I don't think this team is very good whatsoever. Not. If, if some combination of Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, Max Struis, Caleb Martin, okay, if somebody continues to stay hot with Jimmy, right, you need two guys to, like, really, like, keep the machine moving – they'll probably keep the series very competitive but we if might the, go to six. but if the, i think if their shooting is what it's been like all season i think this series is over in 5 yeah. i think they get one win and it's a like a rock fight and the bucks have a huge off night but i think this is i think this is going to be a 5 this will be a 5 game series you know the heat will then you know there'll be a lot of questions for the heat and that's a separate podcast
2: you know it's great the heat are going to win this series no no th- i think they get two Come I think on. they
0: definitely get one. I think they get two. I, I agree definitely on the one. I do not think they get two. I and agree
1: on the one, but not, I'm not even close you're, to the two. But
0: you're calling for the sweep, though. I'm calling
1: for the sweep. There we
0: go. Okay, good. Got to stick to it. Got to stick to it. All right. So should we now talk about uh, Celtics and the Hawks? Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, the Celtics are going to smoke them. Um for just, you. Like flat out smoke them. But I'm not sold on uh, Joe Mazzulla.
0: So I think I think you just brought up something that is the the number one thing that can at least tilt this series a tiny bit is there's a huge coaching gap between Quinn Snyder and Missoula. And I mean huge. Quinn Snyder took over a team and a roster two-thirds of the way into the season. Granted, didn't do anything amazing. I think they were, like, they were 500 the rest of the season. But you do see that he's starting to implement some things with this team where they're playing smarter. I don't think this is going to be much of a series. I think it's Celtics and five. I think the Hawks probably grab one win, and I do think that the Celtics will move on fairly you know, easily. But if Robert Williams does not stay on the court for the Celtics, and if, and if they don't get the consistency that they need from some of their bench players, and if Missoula is so stubborn to not put in Peyton Pritchard when he needs a hot hand, I think the Celtics are just going to be in more of a fight than they want to be.
1: I think you're crazy about the Atlanta Hawks winning one game. It's like... <laughs> It's it's like saying the best person in the league will be. It's like saying the best person in the league would lose against the worst person in the league.
0: You know it does happen. That's why they play the games. Every once in a while, it does happen.
1: Trey Young can't win him by himself.
0: Uh, I think I I agree, but I think Dejounte Murray is going to have a really good series. Uh, I think they have a talented roster, but Donovich. So I'm just saying, Quinn Snyder. He hasn't had time yet. He hasn't had an offseason to get this team prepared the way he would. He hasn't had time to implement his offense and his schemes. But I think he's got enough in his bag of tricks to steal one game and make this you know, a tiny bit of a series, but I do think it's Celtics in five.
1: I don't think the Atlanta Hawks have the potential to even win against the second-worst team in the league because I just think the Atlanta Hawks have no chemistry, no shooting no, actually, shooting, pure people because Trey Young, he's awesome. But you can't. No one actually knows this. Like LeBron James is good. He's very good. But you can't win him by himself because you have AD. And two people just can't win him by themselves.
0: Listen, I I hear you. I don't disagree. But I think we all agree that it's going to be the Celtics, and it should be. In, it shouldn't be that complicated.
1: It's not
2: going to be. I mean, look, the Hawks. Trey Young will win one game, I right? Trey Young right. will—he'll—he'll he'll do something special, correct?
0: Or Dejounte Murray, by but, the way. But there's not, enough. There's, there's not in, enough. there's
2: clearly not enough.
0: By the way, wouldn't it be really funny if this series goes like six or seven? See, here's what's going to be fascinating: the series that go long in the first round, those teams that were expected to win in four or five, and they go six or seven. You do see the compounding toll that takes on that team in the second, third, and fourth round. So we'll see.
1: You could say, let's say the. Celtics are winning 3-0 in the round. Mm-hmm. And then the Atlanta Hawks start getting hot, win two or three games, and then they could win the last game to win the series.
0: Well, listen, I, I do think it's the Celtics will pull it off. They will. Uh, but I think what we really want to talk about right now is the MVP candidate Jalen Brunson-led Knicks versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. This does to be this does believe to be the most competitive most intense uh, series on the docket. Obviously, I think there's a couple others. But uh, Lon, since you, you know, you, you're sitting in between two diehard Nick fans, what are your thoughts first?
2: I think the Cavs smoke them. No, I don't.
0: Um,
2: <laughs> I, I think it's going to be a great series. I think, I, I, look, the Cavs are the four seed, right, for a reason. They're, they're a very talented team. They're a young team. Jalen Brunson, obviously the key. He's obviously the key, not just from a talent standpoint, not just because he's the point guard with the ball in his hand, making a lot of great decisions. You've seen him play well in the playoffs. He's a champion. He's played on huge stages and he always plays well on these stages. So I see no reason why he won't in this series. Julius Randle matters. That's you know, the key I think the key is Julius Randle not being terrible. Um, if Julius Randle's great, I think it's you know, I, I think it's the Knicks got this pretty, not easily, but it, but he just has to play fairly well.
0: His status for game one is uh, uncertain. So I'm, I'm thinking they're leaning against not playing him in game one, but we'll see what happens. Obviously, that's a game time decision. But the Knicks- Even
1: if he played good, not great, we just need him to play good. Like, if he, we don't want him to play great and get an injury or play good, have like 20 points, and have a win.
0: What's crazy is if you start to go through the lineups, there's a lot of depth on both of these teams, specifically with the big men, right? I think we talked about before uh, in, you know, in podcast past, you know you have Jared Allen and Evan Mobley right, against Mitchell Robinson and Hardenstein. And I do think that this is going to be like a, a bit of a Twin Tower-esque type of situation where whichever team has more fouls early, whichever team is sort of like having to like play from a little bit behind with the big men, Mitchell Robinson and Harnstein are critical to the Knicks' success, specifically on the offensive rebounding. And I know that Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, who happen to be both high-IQ big men, those guys, when you hear them speak about the series before the series, they know that if they don't box out and clean that glass and not give the Knicks second and third opportunities, they will really put themselves in a position to win this series in five or six.
1: I think the the Cleveland, I think they're gonna win 4-3. Because Cleveland, they're an awesome team because Donovan Mitchell, when he got traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers, he started becoming super hot every single game, like 30, 35 points, five assists, two steals. And yes, I think it will be hard to play the Knicks, but not as hard as they expected.
0: Yeah, and I think that's... Look, I think you and I are both being practical and reasonable Knicks fans as much as it's more fun to be the, you know, unbridled enthusiasm and optimistic. I I do think that this is a seven-game series. I think the Cavs win it in seven. Uh, I think the Knicks will be very devastated. The only reason how this series really does turn, assuming everybody does their roles, right? Like Darius Garland plays his... He has a great series. If R.J. Barrett could just... You know, he's had such a bad series, Great bad point. season. Great point. He's had such a bad season from the three point field. He's had a decent season all around, averaging, I like think, 19, 20 points. He does some of the stuff, but he, he shot 0 for 9 from three point range in the last game of the season. And it was so symptomatic and emblematic of his, you know, sort of like good season ish, you know, uh, trend that I would really love to see him either stop taking those threes, okay, and give them to other players or hit a few more threes than he's been hitting, because I think it's a game changer.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, look, this is going to be tight. It's going to come <laughs> down to such small little things. But, yeah, I, I mean, look, Cleveland has a lot of firepower. But I still think, I. I this is actually amazing. I think the Knicks are going to win, all right? Wow. But I think the Knicks are going to win the series, so, all right?
0: Uh-oh.
1: Between the two Knicks fans, exactly.
2: All right, yeah. I, I'm the I'm we'll the take po- it, I'm the positive one here.
0: We'll take it. Hey, listen, when you're a diehard Knicks fan, you really wake up every day assuming you lost the game, even when you turn off the TV and you might have been winning. All right, well, well
1: <laughs> I asked my dad every morning when I it's school and the Knicks play last night. I asked my dad, Do they win? Do they? Win? And the well, majority of the time, they say they lost.
0: Hey, listen, this season 47 wins. I think we got to give really tremendous kudos and props to Jalen Brunson. Uh, Josh
1: Randall really stood
0: out. But by the way, Jalen Brunson, best off-season signing in years.
2: Yes. Again, I I will give you a lot of credit for that. I I I, I was a little tough on the Knicks on that. I was like, why are they paying him so much? He's not an All-Star. He proved it very. He proved me wrong. I will own it. He played great this year. He's
0: a great player. You know what's funny? He, he, is, he is an all-star player. He didn't get voted to the all-star game, which is wild. He's absolutely an all-star. He didn't get voted to the all-star game. And now I know that he's nominated for most improved player of the year, which he probably won't win because it might go to Laurie Markkinen, which uh, I could see that. I yeah. It's very hard to not give it to him. Uh, that turnaround is spectacular, and I love to see that. But uh, listen, to, to the Knicks and Jalen Brunson, it's been a great season. It would a win over the Cavs. Be unbelievable and set the city on fire. Yeah, I think New York would go crazy if they beat the Cavs in the, the first round. The streets would be full. I, I just the streets would be crazy. The, you know, you know, the Garden gets crazy during the Knicks playoffs. I do think it's going to be awesome to see Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, go come into the Garden and you know the history of these superstars on other teams. Reggie Miller, uh, Michael Jordan. I mean, LeBron, Kobe. Green. When these when these guys come to the Garden. They view it as th- their time, their time to put on this spectacular show. So I think it's going to be a great series to watch. And uh, we ho- let's hope uh, let's hope Lonnie's right. Yeah, I hope it is.
2: I, I hope I'm right for you guys. Uh, now now the tables are going to turn. <laughs> we're going to go to my Sixers, okay, in the three six matchup, which uh, I'm going to be probably more negative than you guys just were um, because I've been through. You've been through pain. I've been through I think maybe more pain. Um yes, yes, we did win a title like 10 years earlier than you, but we're still at 4 or 5 decades. <laughs> so like it's it, it sucks all the way around.
0: We're 90 years combined. I think we now. lost like 50 years you, ago. You,
2: you guys went to went to an NBA finals in what 94? 90,
0: 94 yeah. and 2000.
2: And 2000 you went yep. to a game 7 in one of them. We, you know, we lost in 5. We didn't really have a chance. But I think the Sixers win this series because I just think that I just think they're too much for New Jersey we'll see the next round but they just don't feel like a t- I, Look, I wish they were but they just don't feel like they feel a little bit more like a pretender than a real contender uh, I look again I hope I'm wrong the process has completely uh annoyed me to no end so I'm, I'm really bitter here and I can't believe like this is what we have at this point after you know six years of the process it's really unbelievable but, uh, yeah, no, I'm done. I'm done talking.
0: Um, I think Sixers in four or five. I think it, pro- it might actually be four. I think there's a chance that Embiid, who I, I do believe will be the MVP, he will be awarded that, uh, that trophy at the end of this season. I think he's going to basically say, we got to get this series over as quickly as possible and not play those extra games that we've historically played the last three to four years in the playoffs you know the sixers have gone four they've gone five six games when it really should have been four or five and somebody like Embiid, who look say what you will the man put up you know 35 and 10 numbers this year unbelievable but he gets tired he just does so i think if they can decrease if they can shorten this series and give him a chance to full throttle the second round, then you really could see the the Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals. I hope you're right.
1: Yeah, I don't think they're not going to me- even make it close. Like they have they have a def- decent team. Like they have Embiid, they have Tobias Harris,
0: James Harden, James Harden, Maxi.
1: But one player that they don't Maxi. Play- one player they barely play that has potential to be very good is Matisse Thiebel.
0: Well, Matisse Theibel was traded.
1: I know he was traded, but they barely played him when he was actually on the Sixers.
0: Well, they had trouble putting him in the rotation. They did have trouble finding the lineup to put him in the rotation, but they did trade him uh, to the Blazers where he had a pretty good last few weeks of the season. Uh, I just think Maxi, who's somebody you have mentioned before, I think Maxi is, is definitely key to their... Uh, you know, they could surprise some teams if Maxi can have a consistent, like, playoffs. I really like him a lot.
1: Maxi's amazing.
0: He's very, very, he's a very good player. And I think he has a high ceiling, actually.
1: I think the Sixers win in five.
0: Okay. That's
2: what I think. I think five. I like that. I like it. Yeah, so we, all right, so we hit, we, I think we won, went won around the horn on every series. We did. We gave our bold predictions for the finals and who's going to win it. Uh, do we want to talk about the MVP race?
0: I think we should. I think everybody knows it's a three horse race. It's Jalen Brunson. Oh no, sorry. It's uh <laughs> it's Embiid, it's Jokic, and it's Giannis. Who do you got and why?
1: They're definitely not gonna do Jokic threes in a row. That's just
0: crazy. You know that do you know there's only two players that have ever won three in a row? I don't
1: know if there's two.
0: Yeah. Can I guess? Yeah.
2: Larry Bird. Yep. And Magic Johnson. Was it magic? I think so. I don't think no, it was magic. No.
1: Jordan?
0: I feel like it was older school.
2: It was older. Yeah, I think you're. I think maybe Oscar Robertson. Yeah, or, I feel like
0: it, it's, Wil- an, it's O. I think it's O. Is it O? Okay. I yeah, I think so. So so understand.
2: But they got they got fatigue on Jordan too, which is I mean Jordan could have had yeah ten.
0: They did have fatigue on Jordan. I
1: think it's I it's either Giannis or Embiid. Mm-hmm. I think it's Giannis.
2: I, I think Giannis should win it. Yeah. To be perfect, we were having this discussion yesterday. The reason Giannis isn't going to win it even though I think he's beyond on both sides of the ball. You know, offensively, it's kind of a toss-up between all of them. Jo- Jokic is Jokic yes. is very efficient in not just scoring, and everything that he does. His passing's beyond. But defensively, Giannis is, you know, he's always in contention for the Defensive Player of the Year. I think Jokic, I think it's too close at this point for Jokic to get the third one. And I think this opens, this year opens the door to give Embiid at least one, so I, I think I think he's going to do that because of the voters, um, but if you look into you know every aspect of it, it's really close. I, I you really can't argue for any of them against any of them.
0: I will see that I do agree with that statement. Yeah, I think you can't argue against any of them. I think the only thing you could try and do is differentiate on the margins, and I think to your point, Brennan, giving Jokic a third one. If you're going to win that third one in a row. You have to show you have to show us and, and everybody something that has never been done before or only done by a couple people. And I don't believe he's done that this season. I really don't. Yes, the advanced stats, the metrics, the efficiency. I get all that. I also think his defense sucks. And I think that there's a chance this in this postseason you're going to see some really good offensive big men torch him. And that that might even be more to the case of you can't give him a third MVP in a row. Giannis or Embiid, flip a coin, right? They're both incredible. Giannis is potentially the best player in the league. He really, he really probably is. But I think what Embiid did this season for about four months was carry that team on his back. And it's funny, you know, Giannis and Djokic get commended for scoring and getting their stats in a shorter amount of minutes than Embiid. And it's very interesting why I really appreciate that perspective. I'm just going to take the other perspective, which is, you know, at the end of the day, the MVP is supposed to go to the best player on a really great team that without him, what would that team be like? So when you take Embiid out of the Sixer lineup, dead in the water.
2: Yeah, De- Denver could still make the playoffs.
0: A hundred percent.
2: Right. I mean, I mean it, it, clearly Jokic makes a huge difference. And and also Milwaukee. Milwaukee makes the Eastern Conference playoffs without Giannis because Drew Holiday is a Second or third team All and NBA Chris up. Middleton and Chris and, Middleton's and an All Star
0: and how about Brooke Lopez being in the top three for Defensive Player of the Year? Yeah, look, they have a lot of they have a lot of pieces.
1: I have two things to say.
0: All right, give it to us.
1: We can all root for Embiid to win the MVP for Lonnie's loss for his Sixers. <laughs> so just for his team, a- everybody root for Joel Embiid. Up top, uh, nephew
0: Brand. Very nice. Very nice.
1: And the other one is as he, as you suggested, when you said said the big men are gonna play Jokic and they're gonna torture him, you said the Milwaukee Bucks are gonna play the Denver Nuggets in the finals, that will be Hmm. torture because of Giannis guarded Jokic, Jokic would have probably 10 points that game.
0: I, I will tell you, it would be unbelievable to see that matchup night in and night out over the course of two weeks
1: a seven game series. I
0: uh, I don't I don't know. I think uh, I, we didn't even talk about this. I think Bruce Brown needs to have a really great series, a great uh, playoff season for the Nuggets. He's going to be the lockdown guy a lot of times when when they're playing those Western Conference teams. I think he's pivotal. But back to the back to MVP. So we all agree. We believe it's going to be Embiid. Mm-hmm. It's going to be his first one. Yep. Uh, good, you know, happy, happy for Daryl Morey who's been, you know, campaigning for this for about three years, and uh, I think we've uh, we've wrapped this up pretty good. I think we've put a bow on this.
2: Uh, you have a good time.
1: I had a great
0: time. You did awesome. Yes. Yeah. we you, appreciate your insights. Yeah, your feedback, uh, your feedback and insights were awesome. Yeah,
2: our audience is going to appreciate this.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. So let's go, Knicks. Let's go, Sixers. Yeah. Right. I guess a little bit of let's go Heat, but sh- just keep that on the DL. Let's go Heat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, for the dudes at Davy. this is our NBA playoff preview. We hope you enjoyed it. Next time, we will probably, uh, it'll probably be sooner than you think. We'll dive into a little bit of the NHL playoffs, and uh, we'll hit you with some uh, NFL draft talk. The NFL draft only two weeks away.